0: Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for those called to lead God's people. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you. Preaching through Mark. Phil Crowter looks again at Mark chapter 12. If you ask those who come to your church to make a list of the things that are important for them to do, I wonder what they'd include. They might write, I must work harder in my job, or study more at school or college, or try to get a job. They could include that they must try to be a better husband to their wife, or a better wife to their husband, or parent to their children. Some might say, I really must save up some money so that I can repair my house because the roof is leaking. Or I must try to visit my elderly uncle. Others may want to add that they need to do more exercise and to become fitter. The list could end up being very long indeed because there are a whole host of things which it is important for us to attend to and not neglect. But what do you think they would write down if you asked them what was the most important thing of all for them to do? Suddenly, they're down to think of just one thing that is of greater significance than anything else. And I'm sure they'd need to think long and hard before they committed pen to paper and write down their answer. In today's programme, we're going to look at that kind of question, because someone asked Jesus to answer it. We're in Mark chapter 12, and today we're looking at verses 28 to 34. You'll remember that Phil Crowter is helping us with the task of preaching from Mark's Gospel. And so his intention in each of these programmes is to enable us to understand what Mark has written and then to prepare a sermon to bring to our people. With that reminder of what you've so helpfully been doing for us, Phil, as we come to this particular section in Mark 12, what overall title are you suggesting for a message from these verses? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. It's a lovely title, isn't it? Mm. What about the background leading up to this?
1: Remember that Jesus now is in Jerusalem and it's the last week before he dies. Many Jews want to kill him, but they don't really know how to do it. They're asking clever questions to get Jesus into trouble. Now someone else comes to Jesus with a question. It will be the last one. Jesus gives such good answers, so no one's willing to ask any more. Now this man is different. He doesn't hate Jesus. He actually wants to learn. He truly wants to know the answer to his question. Let's read it in verses 28 to 34.
0: One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one, and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbour as yourself, is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions.
1: Yes, a few things to notice from these verses. We meet another group of people, the teachers of the law, verse 28. Now, most of these people were against Jesus. Now, the teachers of the law spent their time in studying and teaching God's laws. They taught hundreds of little laws which aren't in the Bible, They told people to keep all these little laws as well as God's commands. So in verses 28 to 30, remember that the teachers of the law taught hundreds of laws. So there was a a question that was sometimes asked, which one is the most important? Jesus doesn't give a new answer. Instead, he says the words of Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 6. The teachers of the law knew these words well. They are very important words in the Old Testament and uh, they would have known them. And then in verse 31, you'll notice that Jesus adds a second command. This one is again from the Old Testament, from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Jesus knows that if you love God, you will also love other people. The two things belong together. And these two laws also sum up the Ten Commandments, to love the Lord our God with all our heart and to love our neighbour as ourselves. In verse 34, Jesus says that the man is not far from the kingdom of God. And this is because he sees an important truth. He sees that we must keep God's laws in our hearts. Now, of course, he cannot do this. Now he needs to believe in Jesus yeah, thank you for those, Phil.
0: That's a helpful points. What would you say would be the the main heading, if you like, for the sermon, the main point we want to drive home?
1: Yeah, this man is, is quite an example for us. And so here's the main point. Receive God's truth like this man. Understand that love is the way to keep God's commands. Rules are quite easy to keep, aren't they? There might be lots of them, but if we know the rules, then we can work hard at keeping them. But God wants something different. He wants all our love. And that's impossible for us because it comes from our hearts. Think how to show your people this.
0: I'll come into the sermon itself. What are the headings you have to suggest for us?
1: A man who wants to know and a law that we need to keep. This man in verse 28 comes to Jesus with this question of all the commandments. Which is the most important? A man who wants to know. There are two kinds of people. Some people want to get away from God's truth and some people want to know it. Some people push God's truth away and some people receive it. Which one are you? This teacher of the law wants to know God's truth. Other people have come to ask Jesus hard questions and to trap him and to make him look silly. But this man is different. He knows that Jesus can help him to find the truth. What happens when Jesus gives him a very hard answer? In verses 32 and 33, you'll notice that the man doesn't say, oh, that's too difficult. He doesn't have excuses. Instead, he receives Jesus's answer. He knows that Jesus is right. The man knows that he needs to keep this command.
0: Phil, how would we apply this to somebody who may well come to us, who may be listening to us when we preach this sermon, who say, yeah, but there are lots of hard things in the Bible.
1: Mm. It's ever so easy, isn't it, for for those people to just to say, well, I, I can't do it. I, I know what the Bible says, but it's too difficult for me. Or they might say, well, I, I do keep God's commands. I, I, I'm doing quite well. I'm better than other people. Or God doesn't really mean it. He understands that we can't really keep it. And we can offer lots of excuses, can't we, like that, when we come to the Bible, which try to avoid what god is saying and this man doesn't do that he he takes god's word even though it's so impossible to keep and he realizes that that's god's command to us
0: yes he has a love for what's right doesn't he yeah which is which is delightful really yeah so that's a man who wants to know your second point was you said a law that we need to keep
1: yes because when he's found the truth what what do we do with this impossible command It, it is a law that we need to keep verses 32 and 33 he he agrees with jesus there you are right in saying that god is one and there is no other but him to love him with all your heart with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices perhaps a a story will help imagine a man who has two sons and to one son he gives a hundred laws to keep And the other one, he just says, I want you to love me. Both sons do as their father says. What do you think? Which son pleases the father most? Now, this teacher of the law taught hundreds of little rules to people. But now he sees that God really wants just one thing. God wants our love, not lots of sacrifices. We can give all our money to God. We can go to church every day. We can pray all week. But these things are nothing without love. And so you could ask your people, how much love does God want? The answer's in the passage, isn't it? And how well have you kept this command to love the Lord your God with all your heart? How easy is it? Well, this man saw the truth. Do you? God tells us to love him and other people with all our heart, but we can't do it. We can't begin to do it. We love ourselves far too much. So we're in trouble. We should keep this command, but we can't. What will happen?
0: And this really is where the gospel message comes in, doesn't it? It yes. is so central.
1: Yes, we, we need Jesus. Yeah. He came to forgive people who failed to keep his commands, who failed to love God like this. And we know here that Jesus is on his way to the cross to die for our sins. So ask Jesus to be your saviour, to save you from your failure and your sin and to start a life where you do begin to love him from the heart. What
0: we've seen today is that the most important thing anyone can ever do is to love God from their heart all of the time. And yet, as Phil Crouter has pointed out, on our own, this is impossible to do. How marvellous to know that Jesus came to forgive us for our failure to do this, and also to give us a new heart that begins to love God in this way. It reminds me of the promise God gave to the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel. These words come from Ezekiel 36 verse 26 where God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. A heart of stone is lifeless and hard and cold and unfeeling, devoid of love. And this is how we were before we came to trust in Jesus. But then the day came when we did turn to him and he forgave our sin and gave us a new heart of flesh. That's a heart that is alive and tender and warm and loving. A heart that begins to put God at the very centre of our lives by loving him from the very depths of our being. This is the wonderful gospel we have to proclaim to our world. So let's do that at every opportunity. Well, we've come to the end of our time and we must bring this edition of Serving Today to a close. Thank you for being with us. If you have any questions or would like further help with what we've considered today, then you can always write to us at the address you'll hear in a few moments. Until next time, this is Derek French saying goodbye and may God richly bless you. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four that's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four until next time goodbye